Welcome to This Week in the State Line, a conversation with the local people and local topics you care about. Welcome to This Week in the State Line. I am Steve Summers. Today we'll talk about pretty much everything that's happening in the community. We start off with the Marines. Well, we thought about COVID-19, coronavirus, and is it causing any kind of increases or decreases with those who want to sign up for the military? So we reach out to the Marines. They're always there. Staff Sergeant Yaya is on the horn. Hey, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, sir. Yourself? Very good. I just love how you're so polite and you call me, sir, so I feel like I should call you, sir, as well. So, But thank you for your... Uh, Service to the country, first of all. You love what you do. How long have you been in the service? Uh, so I've been in the service for a little over 10 years. I enlisted straight out of high school at 18 years old, sir. Wow. So that, that brings me to my question. Um, any age? What's the age requirements for signing up if you want to become a Marine? Uh, so the age uh, requirements to enlist in the United States Marine Corps is any male or female from the ages of 17 upwards to 28. All right, so that's the window if you want to become a Marine. Now, what are some of the benefits about becoming a Marine? Uh, some of the benefits of becoming a United States Marine are obviously, you know, one, you're, you are serving your country, uh, but more importantly, you know, the educational opportunities of the Marine Corps. Uh, some of the educational opportunities of the Marine Corps, you know, that allow us to go to college. Um, and even some of our training actually gives us college credits, uh, college credits that count towards a degree. Um, and then obviously some of the advanced technical skills that we get are uh, obviously by um, – certified by the uh, Department of Labor. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the cert- uh, certificates like um, electrical, plumbing, engineering, um, a lot of that stuff walks with us once we get out. Plus, don't forget, three square meals a day, and you get in fish shape. Yeah, so. yeah, most definitely, especially <laughs> in the United States Marine Corps. <laughs> it molds men and women, for sure. So to my question about COVID-19, have you seen an increase or decrease in people signing up for the military because of it? Uh, so as far as we've seen here at the uh, Rockford, um, we haven't really seen too much uh, COVID cases here of people coming in and enlisting at all. So as of right now, COVID really doesn't have much of a uh, huge impact on enlistment. Excellent. So people still can sign up for the Marines. And uh, we, we hear the commercial on Midwest Family Studios and stations. Uh, it's very, very empowering about how you push through the pain and you become something that you never thought you could become. Uh, you actually have gone through that too then, correct? Uh, correct, sir. And, and what do you tell... Like parents who are with their children who are about to become Marines. I mean, you get both ends, I bet. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, when I tell them one that you know the change, the change one it lasts forever, right? Is because we have all all people from all walks of life come into our office. Uh, some of them are you know the popular kids. Some of them are shy, timid, very introvert. And I tell them that they're going to become the best images of themselves. Someone that they're going to look back when they're you know sixty, seventy years old. Uh, later on in life, and they're going to go, wow, I'm so happy you know, that I enlisted because it made me into a much better person. I've known a lot of former Marines, and their confidence level through the roof, even after their service to the country is completed. They are just so confident. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. Most definitely. I mean, I mean as Marines, one of the things that uh, kind of gets hammered into our heads is definitely the self-confidence piece. It's just getting out there, public speaking. Um, you know, and overcoming those adversities and fears. And that's something that you actually said would change your lifetime, your whole life. And you're changing and you're forming people, which is great. So, well, we thank you. Just curious question about the uh, COVID-19. Uh, anything you'd like to add about the United States Marine Corps? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, so, you know, so any young man or any young lady listening to this, um, even if you never consider the Marine Corps as an option, I would definitely say just reach out uh, to the Marine Corps recruiters here uh, in Rockford. You know, just ask some general questions. Just see if it's the right fit for you. 
Uh, if not, you can always visit Marines.com um, and just get more information about some of the benefits um, of being a United States Marine. And I guess I could be the first to say happy birthday to the Marines, the uh, founding of the Marines, what, November 10th, coming up? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. November 10th, 75, United States Marine Corps' birthday. <laughs> See, I, I know that I, because it's always in November. So, well, thank you for your service. We thank you for your time this morning and uh, sharing some knowledge and insight into how to become a Marine and if COVID affected it at all. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, and thank you. And thank you very much for this opportunity. More of This Week in the State Line in a moment. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing. But not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. One in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country. But it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. This food is then provided to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about using your imagination, learning, and having fun. These children shouldn't have to miss out on simply being a kid because they're hungry. To find out how you can help end childhood hunger in your community, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This weekend, the State Line continues. I'm Steve Summers being joined by John Grohl from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau, as well as Stroll on State. John, what a great press conference the other day for Stroll on State. Hey, well, thanks, and thanks for being there. It's a a different kind of news conference to kick off a different kind of Stroll on State, uh, but we had fun and looking forward to this year's events. What I liked about the press conference was it was fresh, it was positive, it wasn't like, well, we can't do any of this stuff because of COVID-19. It was what we can do. We've reimagined it. It's going to be great, which was really positive. Thank you. So you had a lot of guests. We had a lot of changes. Where do we start? Let's kind of take it to the top of the press conference yesterday. I'm sure you have your notes somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have I have some notes, and I have my, my memories. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, one of the things, Steve, that's always been important to our team at the Visitors Bureau uh, and all of our volunteers with Stroll uh, has been, you know, helping folks who have come in the past years to Stroll get them exposed to new businesses, help them support downtown restaurants and retailers, you know, um, you know, create a moment of unity where we're all coming together for po- common cause and purpose. You know, that's usually at the tree lighting ceremony and the fireworks. Um, you know, we we want to always encourage people and lift them up with this type of event. And even in COVID, we can do those things just a little differently than we've done in the past, right? Much better than just saying, well, can't do it, scrap it. I think it's just better to be reimagined and maybe it's something fresh new. We might get new ideas out of it. Right. You know, I, I appreciate that approach and that perspective. And that's what we've tried to do this whole year. You know, back in March, of course, we thought by the time we get to November, COVID will be behind us and we'll have this great coming together uh, celebration where tens of thousands of people will again be downtown. And of course, we're just not there. We want to be there, but we're not there. So it's not safe or responsible for us as an organization to plan an event like that or plan events that would bring people together in large groups. Of course, that's not even allowed by uh, COVID restrictions here locally and, and in the state. But there is a lot that we can do. 
we can gather together in small groups of family and friends. Uh, and so we have some ways to do that. We can bring people downtown to support our businesses. We can encourage them to do that throughout the state line region through some promotions and specials. Uh, and we can gather together virtually for the tree lighting ceremony, the fireworks, and we can talk about that more too. All right. So we start off, the dates are pretty much the same yet. It starts, what, November 28th, correct? Yeah, on November 28th. That, that's the day that would be Stroll on State Saturday, uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And so the big moment that day will be probably what we're most excited about this year. You know, the six o'clock hour for the past seven years has been when we've lit up the city's Christmas tree. We've had a great stage production with live music. And then the the mayor of Rockford and his family have uh, counted down and lit the city's Christmas tree. We're still going to do that. What we're going to invite everybody to do is as you know, families gather in your home uh, or if uh, small groups of friends in your home and spend the day decorating your, your, your home for the holidays, your tree, however you, your family does that. And then together during that six o'clock time period, we're going to have a special one hour uh, television production uh, on WREX channel 13. And we'll also stream it on, on social media that uh, has those same elements. Music production will have stories that inspire and give hope and help people look to the future. And then we'll count down the lighting of the city's Christmas tree. And following that, just like if we had been downtown, there will be fireworks. We're going to launch fireworks simultaneously from five locations throughout the city of Rockford. And uh, we think that folks will, with a little bit of notice, uh, be able to see those in their neighborhoods or from a distance. uh, And we're really quite excited about that. So the tree lighting ceremony will go on. Uh, We'll invite you to gather together, light your own tree as the mayor lights the city's tree, and then enjoy the fireworks. So that's the big shebang on the 28th. (laughs) I like the fact that the locations of the fireworks are not being shared so that people can't gather. I think that's brilliant. I mean, you just look, you'll see them. There's no doubt. (laughs) Well, you know, we, we want to, we want the fireworks to go on, but in a COVID world gathering together, you know, uh, isn't possible. And uh, the way to do that is to have these disclosed surprise locations in, in all parts. We'll have one in the central city, one north, south, east, and west, essentially, uh, and I think it'll be pretty cool. I don't think ever in the history of Rockford we've had, you know, official, large-scale, simultaneous fireworks displays throughout the city. Of course, around the 4th of July, people like to light up their own, so maybe we've had smaller ones, right? Mm, that's true. This, <laughs> year was, this 4th of July was a whole different type of 4th of July. It was everybody had fireworks, so uh, <laughs> this is a great way to share it with the city. And at the fact that 13 WREX, our news partners, will be carrying the show really helps a lot of those who are shut-ins or nursing homes who can maybe never be a part of Strolling State actually experience it. Yeah, we're excited about that. And, and and the fireworks will be broadcast as well. Which is great. And the Christmas tree is being moved to a new location as well. That's right. You know, with all the energy and enthusiasm over at Davis Park, 
Uh, and especially with the opening of the city's conference center and the new Embassy Suites Hotel, we're moving the official Christmas tree onto city-owned land, the city's park, Davis Park. Uh, so that's, you know, along the river at Chestnut Street. The uh, Earlier this summer, we installed the Rockford Letters sculpture. And so right behind those sculptural letters will be the official tree. And we'll decorate Davis Park like we've never done before. And we're excited about that. Our amazing partners at Rockford ShareFest are uh, mobilizing and will deploy volunteers to decorate the park uh, as well as the city's tree uh, there at Davis Park, which will be pretty phenomenal. And we want people to come down just like they do for a stroll. We've seen wedding marriage proposals and we've seen family photos. We want all that to happen. You're just going to be able to do it now, anytime during the month of, you know, uh, December mm-hmm. or starting that 28th of November, come down and take your family photos, your engagement photos, whatever it might be uh, in front of the city's tree in the city's park, Davis park. And that's where the expanded decorations comes into play. We're expanding into Davis park now, just now on the side of the street, which really makes sense. people can actually stand there and take good pictures versus trying not to, you know, rush into people being crowded. See something brilliant could come out of this COVID-19 world for stroll on state, which is great. That's pretty much where it's, Sounds like, well, this is all normal. But now here come the changes for 2020. We're talking to John Grove from the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau about Stroll on State. So now here's where some of the changes come into play, correct? Yeah. Uh, one of the new things that we're really excited about is, you know, Santa is always popular. No, You know, everybody loves to see Santa. All the kids love to see Santa. And in years past, you've had to wait in line for hours and hours sometimes to see Santa. This year, we're going to have four opportunities, four different Saturdays at Rockford City Hall, which we're affectionately calling Santa Hall. So from 12 o'clock until 4 o'clock on Saturday the 28th, that's the stroll Saturday, Saturday the 28th, and then the three following Saturdays, the 5th, um, the 12th, and the 19th at Rockford City Hall. Uh, we'll, we'll, City Hall will be decorated, transformed, and, and available for you to look at anytime, any day of the week when they're open. Uh, but on those Saturdays, come down, uh, enjoy a visit with Santa. Uh, you know, you can you know see the, the whole City Hall lobby decorated, ornaments, toy soldiers, uh, Christmas trees, a, a miniature train, and, and then uh, you know get your pictures with Santa, and then go out and uh, walk around downtown, see the decorations. Uh, support our local businesses. Hopefully restaurants will be open for indoor dining by then, as well as supporting our retailers that are downtown. And that, that's a new sort of expanded opportunity this year for visits with Santa in a really fun way. We think it'll be beautiful to have Santa inside city hall. Usually the mayor is the big guy uh, inside city hall, but Santa's going to take over for a few weeks, <laughs> which is uh, I'm sure the mayor's glad to say, fine, you got it for a couple hours. I'm out. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, I think he, He's uh, more than more than willing to share the spotlight with Santa. All right. So a lot of people are asking about the Fleet Feet Dasher Dash to 5K run, because that's a lot of people gathering as well. That has been popular the last three years. We have partnered with Fleet Feet for the Dasher Dash 5K. And it was really important to us to, to keep that going. Uh, you know, it has been the largest race in the city of Rockford in recent years, and we know that uh, folks are still wanting to move their feet. So this year, we're going to have an at-home edition of the Dasher Dash. Uh, you can sign up now at GoRockford.com. You can find uh, the Dasher Dash 
information or go to run sign up if you're a runner you know that site uh and, and we're encouraging folks to you know find their own course um kind of with a focus we're, we're kind of encouraging folks to run down uh on the riverfront path the you know by nicholas conservatory and Cine City park and gardens uh that would be a great place to run but anywhere now, whether it's here in Rockford or friends and family uh, beyond who don't live here and aren't able to travel home for the holidays, uh, run the Dash or Dash. Uh, you can still sign up. You'll get a medal. You'll get a special at-home edition medal for the first 250 who sign up as well. Uh, you know, we always had uh, the first in the last couple of years as we started the race, uh, a great uh, you know fan experience and finisher experience at the end of the race with hot chocolate and cookies. And so if you uh, sign up in your swag bag, there'll be a recipe for making your own cookies at home and a, uh, a cookie cutout uh, that you can use at home. So just a fun way to keep the Dash or Dash going uh, this year, encouraging folks to Keep moving, uh, keep moving their feet and have a good time. All right, so strollonstate.com, a great source for everything we just talked about and a volunteer for the decorating committees because uh, we're going to have a lot more decorations. Strollonstate.com, as far as the businesses going downtown, this whole Stroll on State event is pretty much more crucial now than ever for the downtown small businesses. It it is. This has been, we all know it tough year especially for small businesses in the downtown area but throughout the region uh you know and, and our hearts go out to them we are really hopeful that our residents uh and our visitors will think about uh, and remember to support local uh you know in, in our own family we're making a pledge to uh, you know not do the online shopping like we've done in the past and to really get out and support our local restaurants and our our, our, our uh, you know local retailers they need our help and we need to think about what kind of city do we want to live in, you know, next year, uh, you know, as we move beyond COVID and we will at some point who, you know, let's remember those businesses that we want to be here. Stroll on state in the past has been described by our downtown retailers and merchants as their 13th month. You know, they do as much business on that one day as any given month. So it is a big hit that these tens of thousands of people are not going to be all downtown at once, but we can be all downtown and throughout the city supporting our local businesses throughout the month of december as we do our holiday shopping and we really encourage folks to do that Uh, you can come downtown to drop off your letters to santa we're going to have six letters to santa drop off locations in the past that's been in the lobby of city hall uh this year we're going to move that into the community at first staffing on charles street Uh, there will be a santa box at city hall at davis park at two illinois bank and trust locations on guilford road and west state street and then at uh, janine's event studio uh, on uh, uh, 607 west state folks can drop off their letters to santa and while they're you know downtown or, or in those areas support a local business along the way well, John, thank you so much. I know that uh, the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau worked closely with the Winnebago County Health Department to get all these approved. It wasn't just like John saying, hey, we're going to do this and going rogue. I mean, you actually had some time planning this and, and working out all the details for safety, which we appreciate. Thank you. It's been a hard year for all of us, but I think there's a lot of merry and bright still left in the year. And if we come together, um, you know, get through 2020, we're going to have a great 2021. And we've said, you know, if we don't celebrate this, this year, 
in some way, some fashion, if we don't come together, uh, there's not going to be a merry and bright 2021. So let's let's uh, stay together, even when that's virtual. Uh, support our local businesses. Enjoy the the holiday season, and uh, we'll come through this together. One of the comments I heard yesterday at the press conference was, uh, "Hey, we need peace on earth, goodwill toward men more now than ever, and comfort and joy." And that's exactly what Strolling State will bring the Rockford community. Thank you so much, John, for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Always good to talk to you, Steve. That's John Grell, your Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau President and CEO, talking about Stroll on State. Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara is next on This Week in the State Line. The COVID-19 pandemic continues to weigh on us all as it spreads across communities throughout the United States. With the spread comes worry, anxiety, and a feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. During times like these, it's easy to feel you have no control, while in reality, There is much we can do to protect ourselves, our families, our friends, all of us. Creating new habits takes practice, but good habits can help control this virus, and together we can slow the spread. Remember to wear a mask and keep six feet of space between yourself and others when you go out in public. Wash your hands often and stay home if you are sick. When you protect yourself, you protect us all. Together we can slow the spread. Go to cdcfoundation.org to learn more about ways to combat COVID-19. That's cdcfoundation.org to learn more. This week in the State Line Roseanne with Rockford Mayor Tom McNamara. What an incredible up-down week. Emotional roller coaster week. It's been a long week, Steve, uh, but uh, we still had a number of good things happen and uh, still have a lot of challenges that we're facing uh, all together as a community. All right, so first we'll start off with the bad because it's always better to end on good. Uh, Positivity rate at, what, 11.4% or something like that this morning as we get rolling into the weekend? Yeah, our positivity rates continue to rise here across the region and even here in Winnebago County. Really concerning and, again, And, Steve, we've said this every single week we've uh, spoken. Uh, We, as citizens, individually, have the ability to help slow the spread uh, collectively. And that's by wearing a face covering, washing your hands, and practicing social distancing. So keep that up. And um, Dr. Martell opening up for restaurants to get 25 people in. Um, Was that part, you think, from your letter to the governor? You think that spun off of that? So I, I don't know that, but I would say Dr. Martell has done a really wonderful job of uh, really helping us fight the spread, but also using some common sense and understanding that there's uh, uh, some very obvious health concerns that need to come first and foremost, but there's also economic concerns which uh, impact people's uh, livelihoods. And so uh, we believe uh, collectively that uh, allowing some form of inside dining actually can be beneficial for both economics and our health. Because when you close the inside dining, you have people like Steve's and Tom's across Rockford uh, and Winnebago County who are going to people's homes where they're not using the same protocols and regulations that we have on restaurants. So if we can limit those who are going inside but allow them to go inside with those regulations, uh, we can potentially do just as good of a job or better. 
So that is in place now, and hopefully the positivity rate for COVID starts to come down a little bit, and we can ease those restrictions even further, which would be great for a lot of people. Yep. Uh, the uh, city of Rockford announced the new program this week, and this was, I know you were super stoked about it, the uh, crisis, uh, mental health crisis, uh, people going with the police for calls now. You want to expand on that? Absolutely. So this was just, uh, quite honestly, it's probably years of advocacy and a tremendous amount of work that's taken place in the last couple months to bring together numerous government bodies from the Rockford Fire, Rockford Police Department, and the Winnebago County Sheriff's Department, and then our great partner in Rose Grants to make this possible. So now when there's a mental health crisis call, uh, you will see an EMS personnel, a police officer, and a, a social worker from Rose Grants all collectively going out to that call. It'll help de-escalate the situation immediately, and it will also ensure, and probably most importantly, ensure that our citizens are getting the best services they need when they need them. So the co-responder pilot program will, I guess, does it matter on the case? I mean, they're not going to put a Rosecrans worker on the front line right away, right? It'll depend uh, so on the those situation. Are the, those uh, that have the potential to be violent situations, uh, you'll see the officer take uh, the, the front uh, line on those. Uh, but those that uh, we, we go to a whole host of different types of calls, and there's many that are very nonviolent and uh, really are more medical calls that we're having our police go to for so many years. Those will be led by the social workers. So it'll be depending on the calls, and our uh, fire department who leads our 911 Center does just a, a marvelous job in the 911 center, and we're going to make sure that they get trained in mental health as well. And something like this really does fall on the police department as well to be open to open up the situations for such responses, correct? Yeah, and our police department, I mean, one thing that I think has been lost uh, throughout everything over the last several months is uh, our police department does, A, already a wonderful job, but B, they're always looking at ways that they can improve uh, improve themselves, but also, and most importantly, improve the services to our citizens. And this is just one more aspect that Chief O'Shea and the entire department and the wonderful men and women who work for the Rockford Police Department are uh, willing to always improve. City of Rockford, along with Stroll on State and the Rockford Area Convention and Visitors Bureau announcing this week, Stroll on State is on. Uh, I know you're a part of that. You're going to be flipping the switch on the community Christmas tree this year. Yes, yes, we will. So Stroll on State, obviously, always one of the biggest, best events uh, anywhere, really, in our region. Uh, and this year, it'll look a lot different. Uh, due to COVID, we're going to be, make sure that we're following all the health and safety guidelines. So it'll absolutely look different. But I think it's uh, we need a, a bit of a celebration now more than ever. And although we'll have to do it socially distance, uh, it'll be good for us as a community, although we can't all gather to to celebrate together. I think something like that really will bring the city together since it seems like there's been so many things tearing us apart. This may be the one comfort and joy, peace on earth, goodwill towards all men that could really pay off dividends for downtown. I really hope so. The uh, virtual open houses that you have planned, you have one coming up on the 21st. Uh, can you describe the virtual open houses? Because we love going online and Zooming and following along. Yeah, so Steve, you're talking about the Family Peace Center virtual Correct. open houses. Correct. So we are excited. Uh, you know, so much work, literally hundreds of volunteers, uh, more than 15 different uh, organizations partnering to bring the Family Peace Center. We obviously want to show it off to the citizens of Rockford and our region, what great work uh, our people are doing. And so 
Uh, although, again, we can't bring people uh, physically through the space, uh, we want uh, our citizens to feel like they've seen the space uh, because they've all, uh, all of them have had an impact on us creating this space. So that'll be exciting to view along, and you can follow along at the City of Rockford's Facebook page and uh, sign up for the uh, newsletters as well because you get a lot of information that way. Is there anything else you'd like to cover? I know with the loss of the little three-year-old and, and everything this week, it's been a tremendous week for highs and lows. So is there anything I'm missing, anything you'd like to share? No, I, I would say, though, we shouldn't be lo- losing any citizens, let alone a three-year-old. Right. And if uh, this doesn't wake people up to say uh, we need their participation, uh, I don't know what would. We are seeing way too much violence. And I know most of Rockford understands that. Uh, But this incident may be uh, different than many others that we've had. But in many of our other instances, we know there's been witnesses. And they need to step forward and start talking so we can take these criminals off the street. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, sir. We appreciate your time today. I know it's been a very hectic week and weekend. So hopefully it'll calm down a little bit more next week for you. All right. Thanks so much. That's Markford Mayor Tom McNamara on This weekend in the State Line. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line. Or subscribe to the podcast at rockfordradio.com. This Week in the State Line is produced by Midwest Family Illinois.